Welcome to the Cancer Youth Thrivers podcast. My name is Andrea Wilson-Woods, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Cancer U. Join me each week as I interview cancer patients, caregivers, survivors, and providers about their cancer journeys. You're listening to Cancer Youth Thrivers, where real people share true stories. In 1998, Bogdan Chuganov immigrated to the U.S. from Ukraine. Seven years later, he was diagnosed with gastric cancer. Since his recovery, he has embraced a holistic approach to health, including alternative medicine. Today, he is an anti-cancerous functional foods and dietary supplements propagandist, an educator, a coach, an advisor, and a supporter. Bogdan, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you, Andrea, for having me. So would you take us back to that time? You've been in the U.S. approximately seven years. Before your diagnosis, were you experiencing any symptoms? Not really. The story was really dramatic and shocked because my uncle, Igor, been diagnosed with cancer. And he was a strong man. And he burned down, let me say like that, for two weeks. Oh. Since he been diagnosed till his last day. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And when he was operated at the Maimonides Hospital, I spoke with his doctor and he told me that he is not capable to help him anyhow because cancer was everywhere. Oh, it was no sorry. chance to remove or to save him. It was so big depression because we just been fresh immigrants. We didn't even been uh, United States citizens because, you know, you have to live for five years and right. after that to apply. And it was a really great depression for all our family. And the same doctor sent me and my cousin, which his son, to inspect <laughs> ourselves. Really? And unfortunately, yeah, such inspection found tumor in my stomach. So was there a hereditary component that the doctor was concerned about? Not really. It was just general precaution, okay. just suggestion. And at that time, we didn't have even health insurance. Right. So we being really frustrated. We rent an apartment, two small kids, and such great news. Oh, God, that was really devastating time. And huh. yeah, and uh, this gastroendoscopist or gastroenterologist who made my colonoscopy and gastroendoscopy, he sent like with general tone, yeah, you got positive. Oh, God. Really? It was really some sort of suicidal moods on my end because oh, I thought, well, that's the end of my life. Right, because you saw what happened with your uncle. Yes, 40 years old, two kids on my shoulders, wife. I brought the family to United States and 
I'm not able to perform as I supposed to do. That was horrible time. I'm so sorry. What did the doctor recommend for treatment? Oh, it was surgical removal and chemotherapy after that. So I passed through everything. Same time I start learning about American medicine. I don't want to say anything bad. It's it's a good. What, it's you, perfect. It's, you can say whatever you like. It's okay. It's, uh, it's really amazing stuff. But same time, what I learn that American medicine doesn't care about post surgery period, mm. about recovery. Right. American medicine targets. A procedure how you're gonna survive after that that's up to you right okay I'd like to go back to your treatment so can you tell us about the surgery and the recovery from that uh, I think and based on my doctor I tolerated this treatment and I tolerated the surgery. I recovered if they can say I recovered uh, for two weeks. Were you in the hospital? But at the same time, yeah, I weeks? found that my immune system was completely ruined. Right. I and figured out that my yeah, digestive system was not functioning at all. And it was not me anymore. And then you began chemotherapy, correct? Yes. How long did you do chemotherapy and how frequently did you have to do it? Every month, six times. For six months you're in chemotherapy? Yeah. What was that like for you going through chemotherapy? Ah. Uh... I don't know actually how to explain that. It was a mandatory. I didn't have any choice. It was, of course, horrible stuff. What was horrible? I lost my hair. Okay. What and else? the environment that I didn't feel myself like a human. I felt myself like a guinea pig or really? I don't know, laboratory rat or whatever, but I saw another people passing through the same procedure. And I do remember my grandmom who passed away because of cancer. She passed through that. My mom passed away because of cancer. And she, she has the same experience, but that time living in Ukraine, I never accept that to myself. Really? I never thought it's going to happen to me. Never? It's, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a human nature to believe we are immortal. We're going to live forever. We're going to well, be healthy. When we're 20, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any siblings? No, unfortunately not. I was only a single child. Okay. And you mentioned your cousin. Um, 
he got tested, did he have any issues? Uh, not yet. Not okay. yet for 17 years. Wow. I can, I can only guess why. I don't have scientific proofs that it is, but based on my last gastroendoscopy, mm -hmm. my gastroendoscopy is my gastroenterologist from Emmons Avenue silently told me, Bogdan, I start consuming Manuka honey too. When I asked him, doctor, why silently? And he said, because I cannot advertise such oh, product right. that suppress stomach polyps conversion into cancerous stuff because of this natural honey. Because natural honey is not a common American way to stay alive. Right. I want to come back to that. I do. I want to talk about, so I want to talk about something you mentioned I thought was very important. You did not have health insurance. Yeah. How in the world, because I've been there, I just want you to know, I've completely been there, had very serious medical issues with no health insurance. How did you navigate that? How did you figure out how to pay for things? Oh, we apply for Medicaid. Okay. And you were approved? Yes. Wonderful. Did anyone at the hospital help you with that or were you on your own? Uh, actually, it was not a hospital in hospital understanding. It was a treatment facility mm -hmm. and the surgery was done at, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a facility. It's not a hospital. It's a big building, but it's not a hospital hospital. Got it. Got it. More like an outpatient treatment center. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you also mentioned you're married and yeah. you had two small children at the time. Yes. What was that like for your family, especially your wife? Of course it was shock. It was a devastation because I've been, uh, that time my wife, uh, just graduated from a college. She got her bachelor degree. And unfortunately here in New York city, even if you have bachelor degree, you're going to be lucky to find the job. Right. And that time she was not able to find a stable job. She been working as a sub teacher, math teacher, and, uh, it was sporadical income. It's a horrible stuff to, to recall yeah. what kind of situation we found ourselves. That's why, yeah, my uh, smaller child was in a, yeah, in a seventh grade and my older child was just graduating the school. So, so old enough to remember. Yeah. So what, what was it like for them? Did they ever talk about it later? We do prefer to to treat father as a leader of the family. Father should be healthy, wealthy mm -hmm. by definition. There is no, any excuses. That's actually how I been grown up. That's how I uh, infiltrated such idea into my family. 
I have to be a provider. And it was double devastation because I failed on such account. I know that you, in your application, you had said something about depression. Would you mind talking about that a little bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any questions? So did the depression happen with the cancer diagnosis or after treatment? When did that start? Yeah, the first shock, as I said, it was when I got by phone confirmation about you got positive. So when I asked, well, positive, what, what does it mean positive? And she said, you got cancer. Was like, she that perky about it? Like, oh, a bottle of water been delivered. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry, God. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was a shock. Uh, I do remember I've been full of wet because of my sweat, sweat and I got cancer, really? Uh, that was that was really shocking news. And I do remember it took like a couple hours to find myself again. Yeah, of course, my wife cried. Everybody cried. Probably. No, I didn't. I had no idea how to how to digest such news. Right. Did you seek help for your mental health or did anybody offer anything for your mental health? Not really. I didn't talk that time about what happened to me, even to my close relatives. Oh, except my, um, my cousin. So but he you knew. Didn't, but you didn't tell anybody else? Uh, I didn't get any response from my relatives about that. So I think I told him, do not spread such information. I tried to remain in my um, family and my friend's memory as a healthy guy. Wait. I don't know why. Yeah, but Ukrainian philosophy, former Soviet Union philosophy. Right. Man supposed to be healthy until the day last. It sounds like man, man is supposed to be tough without any feelings exactly. whatsoever. That's the right word. Men have to be tough. Mm. What makes a tough? <laughs> you know what? I am not Eastern European at all. I've had my DNA analyzed, but that is the way I was raised. That was the expectation. I, you have to be tough. Just move on. That's it. Forge ahead. Be tough, no matter what. Um, yeah. But it doesn't allow for you to feel those emotions, right? Exactly. Yes. Now I figure out that Soviet Union philosophy, how to grow up man, was mostly dedicated to a military style. Right. When I served my army contract, I learned a lot. And now I can see what Russian Federation philosophy is. Mm. And this is exactly a reflection of how we 
been grown up over there, we have to gift our life to the motherland, regardless of what. Wow. And here in the United States, I learned that's not right. Not we are for government. Government for us. Yes, we have a mutual agreement. We have right. to defend our state, but not at any cost. That's why a price of life has a different value here in the United States and in Russian Federation. Here, man, health, human, it's a valuable stuff. Over there, it's not. That's why I am very happy I got the right decision to immigrate here. Probably. Why, why yeah, did you make that decision? Why? Because I met with a lot of facts here in United States, how we got treated here as a human. We never met such standards in Ukraine or in former Soviet Union. It's absolutely different civilization and for a couple thousand times, I and my wife sat inside our family or in a kitchen. God bless America. Aww. God bless we are here because we got a gift to be a part of this country. No state, no country is perfect. This is obvious. Right. But United States of America is the best. Because of my cancer, I travel around the globe. I visited even Easter Island, trying oh, really? to find, yes, a remedy. Ah. I visited, of course, New Zealand, visited India, uh, China, all Europe, trying to spot these lands or folks who do consume certain products absolutely unconsciously because right. they just consume them. They have no idea they do consume a special diet. Right. And yeah. I just put my due diligence skills. I used to be a fraud investigator for New York City. Oh, really? And, <laughs> yeah. You must have been very busy. <laughs> I try to understand why certain folks have zero or close to zero mortality rate from yeah. digestive cancer. Digestive cancer mean colon, lower gut, anything that's associated Heart. with our digestive system. Right. Why? And I flew and I learned, I live over there and I talk to local people and I recorded what they eat, how they live. And that's actually how I figure out about Maori people that consume Manuka honey for centuries. Not because they knew what Manuka honey is and how healthy is that. They do consume Manuka honey as a honey, part, right, as a sugar, because it's a diet. sweetener. <laughs> right. It's the same so for Brazilian people, the same for Turkish people, the same for Indian people. 
that's actually how I spotted those parts of my today's daily diet. That's why I think I'm still alive because I do consume these parts. Wow. What was your worst moment, Bogdan, during that time when you were going through cancer? Oh, the worst moment. Yeah, for two years, it was a great depression after that. And yes, honestly to say, I've been thinking about suicide. Probably because I followed a very high standards. So to be or not to be. To be healthy, young. That time I didn't realize that age is something that's not going to last forever. Right. But on a psychological level, it was very hard to accept. You are a ruin. And because nobody actually supported me psychologically, telling me, Bogdan, that's not the end. You can survive. Same time, I learned a lot. I learned that if you have a family history of cancer, and if you got your cancer, if you got treated, if your tumor been removed, it doesn't matter. Such traces of cancer is always with you forever. That's why I live not in the illusion anymore about my end. Mm. Same time, what really helped me in high school, probably at A grade, I met with a picture. It was translated from English, never give up. Yeah. It was, um, uh, what is that? It was a frog. It was a frog that holds a chicken to the neck and the chicken already swallowed, half swallowed this frog. Oh my and goodness. The frog kept the chicken to the neck, does not allow chicken to swallow that frog. <laughs> that means never give up. Right. It's not over and till I, it's over. <laughs> I employ that. And oh, yeah, looks that. like that was a very good motto for me to employ that time. Never yeah. give up. What was your best moment? My best moment when I, when I finished my trip around the globe and I incorporated all these treatments, all these mother earth natural remedies under my brand and these products available for people. And now I try to popularize, to propagate that people, cancer diagnosis is not the end of your life. You can survive. You should survive. You must survive as long as you can, as long as you want to live. Because during my endeavor, I met with not million, of course, thousands of people. And I saw they gave up. Yeah. They just quit fighting. And sooner I found them in a hospice. Yeah. 
probably sort of psychological stuff. Probably. Oh, it's huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People who gave up is more vulnerable to cancer. I don't know how it works. I don't have a traditional medical education. Some people start calling me an orthodox naturopath because everything I learn, I learn from myself. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I think that's the best way. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's the best way. What is one thing that you wish you had known at the very beginning? So that moment when you got that phone call, what's one thing you wish you had known? That's hard to remember, actually. I just have a general picture about what happened. I I don't keep any record about what happened for 17 years. But is before. there anything you wish you had known at the very beginning that might help others? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Trying to be realistic cancer diagnosis, it's always a shock. Right. It's always something you don't expect. It's something that like a thunder light. Ooh, that's it's a good way hit to put you it. and you, you should not expect that. And I think I know the answer to this, but if you could only do one thing to improve healthcare in the US, what would it be and why? I would greatly appreciate for American healthcare is to provide information about what to do, how to live after the surgery, after the chemical treatment, to provide with knowledge, yeah. at least with information about alternative medicine, how you can stay on preventative treatment. If you know that your mom, your grandmom, your grand grandmom died because of cancer, you should learn this is your DNA. This is your family history. Yeah. Unfortunately, you have to prepare yourself. And people I found don't want to think about it. They do invest money in annual or semi-annual motor vehicle inspection. <laughs> Here in New York, you have to pass annual inspection. Right. In New Jersey, you have to California, pass- California, same way. Two, uh, two years inspection. Same time, when I talk to people who know about their family history, I said, Okay, what precaution, what preventative protocol do you employ? No one. Why? Because I try to live in illusion. I try to mask what my future is. I oh, said, okay, nice. so you're gonna you're gonna wait a final verdict and after that you're gonna start? Y yes. But <laughs> why you change oil regularly? Why right. you change your brake plates regularly? 
or when your mechanic telling you your motor vehicle has to be changed. You change tires regularly because you see it's a bolt and the winter time is coming. So you know if you're not going to change your tire, you're going to find yourself in the accident. So why don't you treat your own body? You have only one life and you got only one body. So why don't you invest in your body, specifically after 50, when two thirds of our life already lived? That's a great and analogy. People, people have no answer on that. That's actually a very interesting topic. Recently, I received by mail, probably everybody does, a very nice looking certificate. Bogdan, would you like to buy life insurance? And of course, I learned what life insurance is. And I try to talk to people about benefits and who going to get these benefits from my life insurance, what this life insurance covers. And I figure out on the back side of this certificate, it's a table of premium. Yeah. For my age, if I'm going to get $25,000 after my last day, I have to pay 157.12 monthly to that life insurance company for my wife or for my kid to get finally $25,000 minus taxes for my funeral. And I ask myself, Bogdan, why should I pay now to somebody else to cover my funeral? Just leave this $25,000 to my kids for a decent exactly. funeral and invest these $157 buying natural medicine for prevention lifestyle. That's actually what I try to discuss with people and... I don't know how to talk about these people except my YouTube channel when <laughs> I make episode and ask people, what do you think about it? Life insurance or death insurance? Of course, death insurance is more descriptive about it the is. benefits of that. But because nobody going to buy death insurance, it's a marketing thing in the United States to call death insurance a life insurance. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Are you ready for the Thriver rapid fire questions? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Beach, desert, or mountains? Mountains. Beach Boys, Beatles, or Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones. What is one word that best describes you? Explorer. Before you die, what is the last song you want to hear? I don't know about song. I like to drink red wine. Oh, we're getting to that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the next one. What's the last meal you want to eat? <laughs> Juicy steak. With, with that red wine? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What about the last person or people you want to see? My wife. Aww. And the last words you will speak. Thank you.
And aside from Cancer U, what's one resource you would recommend for cancer patients and caregivers? And I want you to tell people how they can get in touch with you. I don't, I don't like to represent myself like a guru or omnipotent provider. I'm talking about gastric cancer. There are many cancers do exist, unfortunately. And I think I am a specialist in gastric cancer specifically. Right. And if people want to learn more, I do provide with scientific articles absolutely for free. If some people would like to hear about how to apply all these natural products, ingredients that I do consume daily, and daily is a very important word because it's a natural medicine, it's Mother Earth medicine. It doesn't work overnight like that. That's not pharmaceutical. They right. are nutraceutical stuff. They can call me anytime until 9 p.m. or contact me by email. They can find that on my website, bmagicusa.com. Okay, they can so find all these ingredients that I do consume every day. Okay, Manuka so honey, we will put that extract. We will put Shilin that in the Steve. show notes ah. and, and the workshop notes. I know you mentioned your YouTube channel, so would you tell us the name of the YouTube channel and also be sure to send me a link to it? Yeah, YouTube channel called Manuka Honey Guru. That's okay. how I call myself. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so we will make sure to put that in the show notes as well. Bogdan, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, not only about cancer, but also your immigrant story. I know we only got a little bit of it, but I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Cancer Youth Thrivers podcast. If you like our podcast, give us a five-star rating and review and tell your friends about us. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening right now. If you want to share your cancer journey with the world and be a guest on our podcast, go to our website, cancer.university. That's cancer.university. And hit the contact button or click the contact link in the show notes. You've been listening to the Cancer Youth Thrivers podcast. Real people, true stories.